Hello, everybody. I'm absolutely delighted to have Jeanette Allen here with me today. Um, wow, I was thinking about how we know each other. Um, and then I'll tell you about her. But I think it's our friend Kate Bura and an International Women's Day and the Young Women's yes. Professional Association somehow that yes. we met. It's been several years, Jeanette, hasn't it? A long, yeah, a long time. I remember being in absolute awe of you. Kate introduced me to you as one of these phenomenal experts who know everything about life and leadership and as a really powerful, capable, humanistic leader. And I remember thinking, oh, I need to know her. And I think I might have just stalked you or something. So um, very, very blessed to still be a part of your life. <laughs> well, I, I stalk you these days because you do oh, such Kate. amazing work. <laughs> I'm people just very very quickly that at the moment so so you held senior private sector roles in Optus, NBN and Microsoft you did some amazing work I still remember us talking about that mm -hmm. um, but then you also went into the public sector which I found fascinating mm -hmm. <laughs> um, roles in New South Wales Treasury I know that you're on the Sunshine Coast now which is beautiful in Australia uh, you've worked with Boston Consulting Group but you've worked with all the government departments justice mm -hmm. education health What's most exciting, though, is the CEO of the Lionhearted Foundation. And you know how much we love lions, Jeanette, you and I. We love lions. They're in our African blood, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a beautiful name. But the most beautiful mm. thing is it champions gender diversity goals, but not in an icky way. Um, no. It does it in a very wise, beautiful, collaborative way. Um, and... You are also, I just want to mention, the chair of tourism Noosa because Noosa is such a beautiful place. We might as well just promote Noosa while we're on the call. I know. I get the best jobs in the whole world, don't I? I get to look after a beautiful region and help support phenomenal women. There's no job in the world better than that, is there? Yeah, well, you've created that for yourself. You've created this life, which is part of breakthrough. I want people to know that you and I have both, you know, been in senior roles, gone through lots, and it's good. We needed that experience for sure, um, good and bad and ugly of all of it. But we created the life that we wanted, and it hasn't been easy. Um, so I want you to tell people a little bit about how you got to this point of running Lionhearted Foundation um, and being the chair and having done a bit about your career and your life, really. Oh, thank you. Um, it's long, so we'll see if we can make it really short. Um, I experienced a, a, a quite traumatic trauma when I was very young, when I was seven um, in South Africa, and our family moved to Australia, and at that time we were homeless and um, experienced a lot of issues around trying to stabilise ourselves in a new country. My mum had a nervous breakdown, which resulted in a life of... Um, physical and emotional abuse. I was sent to a Christian school where I was bullied. So I really had an incredibly difficult childhood. But it's interesting, as I look at the skills that I bring to Lionhearted, I reflect a lot on that childhood, Marianne. And I think that so much of that resilience, so much of those lessons learned for the traumas have equipped me to help other women. To There's not much that comes to the table that I don't have a way through for, or at least understand that there as a light at the end of that tunnel for that woman um, in any circumstance. But, you know, and I was very lucky to secure a role in Microsoft and spent a lot of years in the UK learning an amazing foundation of skills during that period of time that also has equipped me to do the things that I do in Lionhearted. But Lionhearted came from another big trauma. I was in a very senior role in a government organisation and I was being very, very badly bullied. Um, 
and it had gone on for a very lengthy period of time and it was bullying that I had never experienced before. And I was just trying to be really resilient because I was like, you know, I'm at the pit of me of my career. I've been promised a, a very, very senior role. I just have to put up with this and I have to put my head down. And, you know, you and I, we've been, you know, you've, I've been through a lot of experiences in my career and um, and this one really broke me and I um, had lifted my hand up and said, look, I need some help and been told, look, you just, you know, he polishes up and kicks down. You just need to get the job done, you know, stop being such a princess basically and get on with it. And um, there was this pivotal turning point where one of my team approached me and said, I, I can't do this, I need help. And everything changed from this ability for me to be resilient to this fact that I needed to be the leader who protected my people. And I came out like a lioness roaring and I um, went through an incredibly long painful whistleblowing process I had to get a public interest disclosure protection I had to get a lawyer I had to get a counsellor and went through this incredibly long terrible process that came to an end where they realised that 78 out of the 82 allegations that I had made were justifiable and instead of welcoming me back to this organisation they um, asked the CEO to leave quietly and they asked me what I would need to have to leave and it absolutely, uh, you know, and then there was another circumstance that happened after that that almost forced me to leave, even though I didn't want to. Um, but in amazing retrospect, what happened is that that weekend after all that happened, I was broken because I had fought for this organisation and I just wanted to go back and do the job that I wasn't able to do. And um, on the Monday, I got a call about quarter to nine in the morning and it was Telstra ringing to say, Jeanette, you've won the Telstra Businesswoman of the Year for 2020 um, for academia and for the public service and out of that call um, a beautiful colleague I had worked with in Prime Minister and Cabinet heard that I had won the award and it created an opportunity to go work in Prime Minister and Cabinet so the universe looked after me after that terrible terrible experience and what started to happen even though it was all you know very very hush hush and no one was allowed to mention any names or anything else like that and I'm not supposed to be talking about it I'll probably get some amazing lawyers letter at some stage after this podcast but I don't care um, and um, what happened is women started reaching out to me, Marianne, and saying, I need, we need your help. Um, you know, we heard that you've been through this terrible situation. We're a very senior CEO. We're being bullied by our board or we're a senior operations person. We're being bullied. And I just started to naturally help women because of the experience that I had been through. And there's things that I hadn't done, look, look, like look after my body. I got chronic fatigue. I got adrenal failure. So I would say to these women, look, go and get a nutritionist. Go, you know, go get a coach. Go get a counsellor. This is a lawyer you can speak to. And I started to recommend lots of people. But I also would say to them, look, this journey is going to be horrific. Um, if you don't want to do this journey, because this is how bad it's going to be, um, I'll recommend someone who can help you find a career in another space. So I started to connect in other women who would help them. And I was halfway through that process, maybe about seven women and very, very senior women all through word of mouth I was supporting. And I had this incredible moment, Marianne, where I was like, you know what, I am just, this is just a, an, ep an epidemic that I am just holding that I am just trying to solve for I'm not actually getting to the root cause and doing something about changing the face of leadership for the future. Um, and yeah, so then I created um, the arm of Lionhearted Foundation that was about educating. And I created a whole series of 
um, workshops around life and leadership that started to give women the skills to enable them to be the leaders of the future or to have the courage to stand up if they weren't being led well. And that's how Lionhearted has just evolved. So every time I've seen something more, I've evolved it to be something more. So we now have a Lioness program which helps young women. Um, so whenever I see something that needs to be done and needs to be solved, I just evolve Lionhearted to match that need or that requirement. I'm just thinking how many women would be listening to this. Um, and, you know, you and I both, I've also been bullied. Um, I did not have the childhood. Um, but it is, it is a, they, they would be listening to this and be going, yep, I've been through that. Yep, I've been through that. You know, yesterday mm -hmm. I was just having lunch with my neighbors out here um, in the sun because the sun was shining in Ireland. And uh, all three women, I know, and all three women, they were just four of us are in senior roles and yeah. all three had horrific stories, horrific, mm -hmm. um, not yeah. being promoted because they were pregnant um, or mm -hmm. on maternity leave. It, it's silly things, but yeah. lots of little stories being demoted after a miscarriage um, yeah. because they thought she couldn't handle the job. It, it's, it, it's, mm -hmm. ooh, this is so timely, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. so what happens when people come to the Lionhearted Foundation? What do they go through? Well, we do. Um, the first program is called Lionhearted Life. And what that is, is a program that's three half days, because I realised that in teaching people how to lead, you have to teach them about themselves first. Um, so that's our first program. And we do confidence. So we do Gallup Strength Finders. So women start to understand what's their talent DNA? What am I naturally good at? What's the foundation that I can build in believing in myself? We dive deeply into connection. So we look at the power of having a tribe of people around you, of understanding imposter syndrome. What does that mean? How do you, you know, get away from women not supporting other women? We do a whole piece on purpose. So I use the amazing Iggy Guy concept of, you know, what am I good at? What do I love? What does the world need? And what can I get paid for? And then we do an entire piece on courage. How do you stand in your power? How do you stand up for what's right? How do you stand up for others who can't stand up for themselves? And that's a three half day series that builds the foundation. And when women have been through that, then we offer a three day full series, which is Lionhearted Leadership. And that takes them through um, neuro-linguistic programming. So it's a whole leadership program on how do I how do I lead with my heart, my head, my mind? What do I do about strength in my body? And how do I more importantly start to live a life that gives back to my community, a life that repairs tears, a, a life that brings people together? I'm now thinking all these women around the world are thinking, I want to go on it. And it's only around <laughs> Australia, Jeanette. So we're going to have to start to, to roll this out. So so you and I will talk about that in the future, won't we? There's a few plans. Um, so at the moment it's in Australia, but we, we I'm sure this is going to go global because I think once we start talking about this, women are going to go, we need this so yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. And I've designed it to be able to do that, Marianne. You know, I really wanted to test it here in the breathtaking Sunshine Coast. And every time I've done it, I've tested it and got feedback and, and grown it and added it and turned it into something that is really, really powerful that not only delivers measurable results, but changes women's lives. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what this has to be about, right? And am I right that afterwards they, they stay connected? They don't just, that's it, that's the program. 
No, we created a whole line-hearted foundation alumni, which is building this army of women who stand shoulder to shoulder. And we bring in these beautiful connect lunches at the end of every month where the women all meet each other from all the different programs. I have a line-hearted luxury leisure program where the women get to go away together, um, immerse themselves in well-being and joy and, and share skills about their businesses. But, you know, we really make sure that that connected powerhouse of women that come through the series stand next to each other they support each other in every single thing they need and we build these connections I have this vision of this domino effect you know that beginning of the domino where you hit it and it goes round and round and round and you know one woman supports another woman who supports another woman and suddenly we're changing the world and we really build that ethos in when someone needs something who is the person who can give it to them and I've just built an app for Lionhouted Foundation which is going to have all the women's businesses on it so that when you go to support a business a hairdresser or you know whatever you go straight to a line-hearted alumni woman first and you lift her and her business up and what she needs so um yeah it's creating it's this to go global I can't see how it can just stay in Australia <laughs> because you know it is I wish I had that through mm. my life um you know I am strong and, and sometimes I don't you know I don't even need a lot of the confidence and courage because I, I, yeah, I, I know, but I'm really lucky because I had a very strong, um, very loving father, um, which yeah. I think always makes a very big difference. Um, but Huge. also, um, yeah, I, I think that there's there's something about us building our resilience. But I've also burnt out. I've also, you know, it's it's because then you are such a sole survivor and you you've got all the survivor and instincts. You don't you're you? the only one, right? And that's yeah, the difference is that we in our last leadership series we did an entire half day on burnout and stress and we've also got a line hundred alumni lady who's called the hormone queen so she does a whole piece of work around menopause and oh, you know what happens boy. when we get to this incredibly senior role but then they've got the impact of menopause mm. on you you know manage the progression and everything that comes with menopause so it's amazing how there's all these pieces of the puzzle that we know that women need and because we've got this beautiful alumni we just bring the alumni in and we go right Dr Kelly we need burnout we need hormones we and we just develop programs around the fact that we've got this army of women who bring the capability and it's twofold though Marianne so we're not only supporting and building their business but we're getting a huge benefit back into our alumni mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful double-barreled um, positive impact, which is powerful. I absolutely love that because it's as we spoke about it earlier, it's about abundance. And because it's abundant um, and not scarce and not competitive, you're able yes. to leverage the whole so much better, isn't it? 100%. And, and we've... And we've change the way we've thought about that because you know we used to there used to be this huge competition um scarcity you know one seat at the table and we actually really talk about that at Lionhearted about that's not the way that we live and this is the way that we live and then when women come into the alumni they see that it's actually happening in practice that it's not something that we're pretending you know we had a a beautiful circumstance where one of the alumni ladies was putting someone up on her property in a caravan because she'd been experienced domestic violence and had no where to live and her caravan ended up blowing up and Kath put it on the alumni and this woman ended up getting a caravan everything she needed phones laptops in like three days the alumni just went right we're here and we changed her life and it was it was like the power of everything that we've created in action and that happens over and over again it can be something as big as that um, but sometimes it's just something really little like someone looking for something and someone says oh we've got that and so again that beautiful 
beautiful domino effect that creates that safety, that haven of trust that allows people to be their best selves and to feel that they can be vulnerable and they're going to be taken care of and it's a trustworthy place to be. Oh, my, I tell you, it's so beautiful and I almost want to cry, just that story that you told. That we do so... lots of crying. I have a friend who brings big boxes oh. of tissues to every oh, I'm going to cry if you tell some of these stories. Um, so how do the men, how are men involved in this? Do we just yeah. exclude the men? What do we do? No, absolutely not. And it's really important that, you know, this is not a feminist movement. This is, I'm doing this because I have a passion for women. And, and I, you know, for me, it's my life experience that is, that is able to give to women in need. So I'm just focusing on that space. And we did think about, I thought, what do I need to do about men and education? And, and very luckily, I suppose, on the coast, there was a Already a woman, Nikki Frogdemore, who's phenomenal, who does a lot of work in that space. And people had been pitching us against each other and saying, oh, Jeanette's doing this, Nikki's doing that. So we just reached out to each other. We had a beautiful long lunch and said, right, from this moment on, we will collaborate. Um, so the amazing work, um, Nikki does uh, uh, legacy dinners and lunches. She supports men only. So we do a lot of work in collaboration with each other instead of me reinventing a wheel that she was already doing incredibly well. And that showcases proper collaboration as well, which is part of what we're trying to do and show in real life in Lionhearted. Um, so that sort of ticks that box so that we can collaboratively work together. Wow. So now I'm interested to see if we just step back from all of that. It's beautiful. Um, how, where are you at? What have you learned about the behaviours, practices and mindsets that help us to show up in this way? What mm. do you think? What would you say to people they are? You know, I, it, it's fundamental about believing in yourself. It goes back to that deep, basic belief that you are, you know, you have a right to be you, that the things that you bring to the table are worthwhile, that the things that you say, the things you've experienced, the things that you know have a voice and that they can have a worthwhile voice. And that's why instead of, you know, rolling out huge line-hearted leadership programs, which is what I thought I was going to do once I was helping all these women through bullying, I realised that you have to get back to basics. You have to get back to taking each beautiful woman by her hand and allowing her to build knowledge of self and for me I do that through strengths because it gives the language of what's your talent DNA what do you do well how do I get you to do more of that so it's really really fundamental in going back to believing you have a right to be you and then on top of that I just build everything else from that incredible foundation collaboration absolute key you know the key to Lionhearted's great success is our alumni is working together is everything around everything we do is collaboration how do you collaborate you know how do you live that how do you breathe that how do you say that but the other thing that we do a lot of is investing in community so very powerful ethos in you know that beautiful quote by RGB about the fact that a meaningful life is one that repairs tears in your community a meaningful life is some, something that helps someone lesser than yourself and so you know I'm I'm an ambassador for Vinnie's. We do a lot around homelessness for women over the age of 45. So as a community, we're building a community that's not only about building ourselves and our confidence and connecting with each other, but it's about building a community that makes a difference in other people's lives. And that's almost part of the requirement of what we do. We want you to work on you. We want you to work on each other. And we want you to work on our community. And we want you to embrace the diversity that comes with each other and lift each other up and build um, I suppose, an incredible 
love of that diversity, why we think differently instead of being pushing against it but bringing it in because it creates a power of thinking that, you know, is unheard of. The innovation and the curious leadership and the thought that comes from Lionhearted is mind-blowing. You know, there's things that just ignite as we all talk together and go, why don't we do this? And then we go, yep, let's just do it. And there's that power that's come together from the belief in itself, that's come together from the collaboration, that's come together from the investing in community that's come together from the embracing diversity that has come together from being courageously yourself yeah and you know what else and and I I can say this because you won't say this but what I love about this is so often when people create a leadership program write a book um, it's all about them and their thinking and what they want to do (laughs) and you and I know this we see this all over LinkedIn and everywhere else Yes, yeah. and they're on every stage and, you know, there's not a program. Yeah, but there's not it. enough depth to it to, it make, no to, to make a difference, I think. And mm-hmm. it's got to come with deep authenticity. It's got yeah. to come with it being not about self but being about others. And it was some, somebody, one, someone wrote an article about me a couple of months ago and they called Lionhearted an overnight success. Yeah. And I rang them when they sent me the draft and I said, please don't say that. Um, if you have to say that, please say that it's been 50 years in the making. Yes. Please say that it's come from, it's not about success, it's come from years and years and years of falling over and getting back up again. I mean, Lionhearted came from a bullying incident that I just couldn't cope with, you know, and it's come from deep, deep learning. So it's not about me. It's about, I suppose, what's happened to me that's taught me the lessons that have allowed me to go, I need to show you this. I need to give you that I need you to know this because this will equip you with this incredible toolkit of things that will allow you to be your best selves and as we support this next generation through Lionhearted Lioness I watch these incredible young women you know we've got women between ages 16 and 25 who believe in themselves who have great confidence already, who've got courage, who believe that they have a right to be in this world and to have a voice and can't even fathom that they can't have a seat at the table. And I I love that next Mm. generation. And I'm 150% behind Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's things that we've learned in the pace of life and things that we're trying to equip them with so that they can take that courage but still make that courage about community yes. and diversity. Um, so, you know, there's still things that we're bringing mm. to this beautiful new generation who will all have seats at the table. Yeah. And I wanted to, to call that out because often when women think, you know, I've got to be this, you know, I've got to have a PR agency that, writes all my comms and pushes my beautiful photos out. You don't do that. You just post community. You post whatever you look yeah, like. You usually exactly laugh. what I feel like. And it's funny, I have a, a social media lady who came, Bronte, who's amazing, one of our young, incredible lionesses, came to share social media and marketing at our Lionhearted Leadership Series because a lot of our women are in small business and they are like, well, how do, I, how do I sell my business? And she said to me, you know, one of the things that I love the most about you is your authenticity, that you don't put filters, probably because I don't know how to put filters on. But anyway, um, you know, you don't yeah. put filters on but that's part of the purpose, Marianne, that if I'm leading something that's not authentic, then why it's not going to be successful. People will see through that and go, well, that's mm-hmm. not really you. 
So how are you asking me to be myself if you're not being yourself? So I have to be myself. I have to live by everything I say all the time. And I just post what's on my heart. Mm -hmm. And what builds Lionhearted is other women. I don't build Lionhearted. Other women come out of Lionhearted and go, that was the best thing I've experienced. It changed my life. You have to go. And suddenly this momentum is created by women talking to women, not about me saying you have to come and, you know, be part of this and I think that's the power in it um is that it becomes part of a community not Mm. part of a business and that's why change people say oh what's your business and I go I don't have a business I'm the chair of tourism noosa but I I work in a not-for-profit that that helps women and together as a community we are changing the face of leadership for a more diverse future because that will make the world a better place and Mm. and I think I think it's where it comes from, from heart, which is what Lionhearted is about. It's a courageous heart um, and that's what it has to be about, wholehearted and, and lion-hearted leadership because that's the leadership that people will follow. Oh, I love that. You know, it's, it's, I just think there's too much of this polished, pushed out there. Um, I know there are a few, I, I won't mention them, but there are a few thought leader <laughs> programs out there that makes people thought leaders and they publish a book and then they, you know, yeah. post every week with their photo and a quote, um, which is usually not their quote. And I just think that's not the way we want people to go. Or what they look like when they wake up in the morning. Oh, dear. I think people are like, <laughs> like I wake up in, the- in, in real life versus my LinkedIn photo anyway. <laughs> oh, and, and that reality is important because then women tell you the truth. So as yeah. part of Lionhearted, I always offer a one-hour private free coaching program after the program to make sure that everything they learn is sustainable and then if they want longer term coaching I have a whole cohort of amazing coaches on the coast that I think oh you know you would do well with that person or you would do well with that person and we build this collective business not you know I need all this what can I do that gives and then it gives back it just comes back in waves Um, and I've seen it and I know that that's the way it works but you've got to make sure you connect with women like yourself Mary and you know lots of people say to me will you do a podcast I'm like no I'll do a podcast with women like you who are real and have been real since the moment I met you who have a heart for proper change who have the skills and the experience and the lived knowledge to really make a difference and those are the women that need to stand shoulder to shoulder because otherwise you know we're going to send people down holes that they're never going to be able to get out of (laughs) and it's very important that you know that they are that women like you are lifted up in everything that you do because what you do is for the right reason and for the right mm. purpose golly i'm so glad we met now <laughs> listen, where can people like if they want to follow you if they want to learn more about this whether they're in australia or not yeah, everywhere you find you <laughs> so it's just um com. we also have a facebook page lionhearted foundation that i post on every day little stories and things like that we also have an insta lionhearted foundation so very easy to remember just follow it if you want more information dm us i usually put everything up mostly on the Facebook feed um, that's new, fresh stuff about the programs that we're running. But if there's anything that any of the alumni can do to help or anything that you need, we're definitely taking this to Sydney next year and Melbourne and Canberra um, and then looking to go broader after that. But if there's something that you need from anywhere, you know, reach out. We're very all very connected. Marianne has some amazing, powerful pieces of work that she does. We know women all over the world who have a heart like us. So, you know, reach out 
but if we can't do it, there'll be someone we can connect you with who can help you. Um, but if you're in Australia, particularly if you want to come and visit the breathtaking Sunshine Coast, we have lots of women fly in from Australia and come and spend a weekend in paradise, which is a terrible thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's then a beautiful place, people. Don't go near it. There's no sun and no beautiful beaches or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and beautiful food. And island people. It's <laughs> Um, now listen, we, we did say you might write a book, didn't we? Yes. I'm in the process of, and I was just sharing with you before, everyone always says to me, oh, you know, when I tell them a little hints of my story they say you must write a story you must write your book you must write your book and I recently just lost my um my mother who had adopted me at um eight days old and we had a very traumatic relationship and she had written her story which before she passed I couldn't read because I couldn't I didn't feel deep enough forgiveness so I, I was still in the point of well why did all that happen to me and I couldn't justify it and after she passed I sat down and I read her book with so so much love and so much forgiveness and so much insight and it's powered me to now write my book and my first chapter will be about my mum and about the things that she went through that then drove the impact that it had on my life because it is part of my story and I accept that and in retrospect who I am and what I do is because of the things that I experienced and I wouldn't be here right now doing the things that I am doing if it wasn't for her and um, I don't know if that's forgiveness but that's certainly understanding and, acceptance, um, isn't it? and acceptance I love that and and with that, you know, I spent a couple of hours on the weekend writing and I wrote my first chapter. And um, so, yes, my book will come, but it needed to come from the right place at the right time with the right story because then it will be powerful and it will be impactful for the reasoning that I wanted to change people's lives, not because I want to write a book. Um, and that's the place that it needed to come from, I think. So, yeah, hopefully watch this space because oh, it's... we're uh, going to watch the space and promote <laughs> everything out of it and even have you back for another podcast. <laughs> I would love that. And it's going to be called Lionhearted Life. Mm. Um, and then my second book is going to be called Lionhearted Leadership. Oh, and, wow. um, which will build on the life story and the skills that I've learned around how to lead. So, and hopefully when people hold those books in their hands, it will help them be the person and the leader that we need them to be for the future that we need to have. Well, I also hope it's going to be on Kindle so that everybody can access it. Because that, you know, even if people are sitting anywhere yes. in the world right now, that's another way. And that's why I yes. write as well, is that yes. people who can't actually be on programs with me, Sometimes, you know, yeah. people are in countries where they can't actually um, access any of these things. Um, they still have the opportunity to learn. So I really hope these books are going to, to have that impact. Um, now, any final thoughts you want to share before I ask you our fun question? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I was watching this amazing, amazing podcast that really touched me and, um, and it was a, a, a lady, Margaret, who is a CEO of an incredible organisation in the Nordics, but she has worked all over the world. And she says, there is so much magnificence in enabling every human being to just be in their full glory. 
It's about every person being able to show up as themselves. It's a journey that we all have to learn every single day. And for me, just being able to wake up every single day and have the opportunity to influence others' lives so that they can be in their own magnificence and that magnificence enables them to do something phenomenal that makes a difference to this world or makes a difference to others um, is a great privilege. And I think every single one of us have an opportunity to do that. I, if you had told me 30 years ago that, you know, I would have enough power to, to create an organisation that changed the face of leadership into the future, I would have said, oh, not me, maybe someone else, not me. Um, but every single one of us have that power and we sit back for whatever reason saying that we don't have it because somebody told us that we didn't have it or we weren't good enough or I was too pretty to be capable or I was too this to be smart. Or, and I allowed all those voices in my head to silence the voice that was my voice about what I wanted to do. Don't allow other voices to silence your voice. Listen to your voice. Go in and listen to your head, your heart, your gut, your soul. Listen to what it's saying for you to do and go do it. Don't allow anyone else to not allow you to be your, your best self because your best self will not only reward you forever, um, but it will reward others. I want to just bottle everything you set up and just send it around the world. Um, but we do have to ask one question. And, you know, you can't take your gorgeous sons or your gorgeous husband. So if you were stranded on an island all by yourself, what's the one thing you could not do without? Oh, um, I, you know, I want to say my family, but that just, you know, I, if I couldn't take them, I would have to take uh, chocolate, raspberries and a glass of Pedro Jimenez. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Um, and just finally, I, if people see you've got a beautiful garden, don't you? Vegetable garden. I was just thinking about that as you were saying that um, um, and you live in a beautiful place. Um, do you want to say anything just finally about Noosa and why people should go to Noosa? Let's quickly promote Oh, Noosa. absolutely. Noosa is the most beautiful planet place on the world. Our beaches are breathtaking. Our hinterland is absolutely breathtaking but it's full of beautiful people it's full of a community of people who want to serve you incredible restaurant owners incredible owners of hotels that want to make the experience breathtaking for you and my role is to support them in doing that which again is the best role in the planet you know Noosa has this unique beauty to it that's not only about its environment but it's about our breathtaking um, people but it's also about what we're trying to do it's a really breathtaking place to come and we have so much sunshine so come and join us we would love and if you come reach out um i will connect you with beautiful humans in our industry that will look after you oh thank you so much listen this was such a joy um and i just loved having you and i think i'm probably going to have thousands of people listening to this <laughs> watching this um because it's all, it, it 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 will be linked in of course but then also it goes out on spotify and apple and all the others so um i think people are just going to enjoy this and i i'm really interested to see how much reaction we're going to have i think it's going to be huge so i'm going to say goodbye for now <laughs> we'll speak soon bye-bye thank you for having me